Blog Talk Radio. And now I present to you that international Bible teacher of teachers, Seer Israel of Seedwell. He will utter dark things and mysteries which have been kept from the foundation of the world, showing us the way to go. Hallelujah, Yahweh. True Israelites, with your host, the seer of Seed Royal. To the four corners of the globe, praise his righteous and powerful name. Y'all quite blessed you there. Seer, Israel, 
tell them, but they're not going to listen to you, Ezekiel, because they're not going to listen to me. That's what he said. Mm-hmm. They're not going to listen. They're not going to pay you no never mind, because they don't pay me no never mind. That's what he said. But then what did he say? 11. 11 and 27. What do Yahweh say to Ezekiel the seer in verse 11 and 27? What do you say there, young lion? The book of Ezekiel the seer, chapter 3, verse 11 and verse 27. Ezekiel chapter 3, verse 11 to read. And go get you, go get you to them of the captivity or to the children of your people, Israel, the Israelites, and speak to them and tell them, thus said Yahweh, whether they will hear or whether they will forbear. Verse 27 reads, But when I speak with you, I will open your mouth, and you shall say to them, thus said Yahweh, he that heareth, let him hear, and he that forbeareth, let him forbear. But they are a rebellious nation. Mm-hmm. So we, we clear that Israel, the true Israelites, they are rebellious people. But he was, he, he was informing the fear that if you go and let them know exactly what's my program and the order of things that I have, jumping in to make adjustments after here, because he made it plain. And 1246 down in verse 50 of St. John, he made something plain. But we, when you precept that to 1246 down in verse 50, what did it say in St. John 12, verse 46 down in verse 50? What did it say there, young line? The book of Beloved John, chapter 12, verse 46 to 50. John, chapter 12, verse 46 reads, I am come alike. Unto the world, that whosoever believe it on me shall not abide in darkness. Verse 47. And if any man hear my words and believe not, I judge him not. For I came not to judge the world, but to save the world. Verse 48. He that rejected me and received not my words have one that judges him. The word that I have spoken. The same to judge him in the last day. Verse 49. For I have not spoken of myself, but the Father which sent me. He gave me a commandment, what I should say and what I should speak. Verse 50. And I know that his commandment is life everlasting, whosoever I speak. Therefore, even as the Father said unto me, so I speak. Mm-hmm. So, again, the son is letting the father call the disciples to know, he says, what I'm bringing you, the father gave to me. And what I'm giving you, the disciples, you follow, you got to give to the people. The way I give it to you, you can't back away from it. If I send an order up, and Paul was raised from the womb, you're not going to read Galatians 1, 15, 16. He was raised from the womb there, young line, to really step forward. He was raised from um, from the womb, and he made a profound statement in the 11th chapter of 1 Corinthians 1 down to verse number 8. I'm really, I really want to focus in on some statements that Paul made, because Paul 
like the rest of the seers. He was given a task to tell the children of the book exactly what pleases Yahweh. So now Paul in the 11th chapter, he could tell exactly what pleases him in the 11th chapter. So now Paul will make a profound statement of young line. Let's see what he's saying in the 11th chapter, verse number 1. Let's read down to verse number 8. But I'm going to really be concentrating on what is between it, uh, 3 through 5. So take your time when you read it, because I want to kind of see what the Spirit going to bring out in 1 Corinthians chapter 11. And pick up verse 1. Let's see what it says. 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 1 down to verse 8. 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 1 reads, Be ye followers of me, even as I also am of Yahweh the Son. Verse 2, Now I praise you, brethren, that you remember me in all things, and keep the ordinance as I deliver them to you. Verse 3, But I will have you know that the head of every man is Yahweh the Son, and the head of the woman is the man, and the head of Yahweh the Son is Yahweh the Father. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hold, that right there, y'all. hold on, hold on. I, I, I like verse 3 again. Take your time to read verse 3 again there, young man. Read verse 3 again. Take your time on verse 3. I want to kind of look at it and see, do Yahweh want me to preach up everything in verse 3? Read verse 3 again. First Corinthians chapter 11. Verse 3 reads, But I will have you know that the head of every man is Yahweh the Son, and the head of the woman is the man, and the head of Yahweh the Son is Yahweh the Father. So that's the order thing. So there you go, there you go your order. That's the order of things according to what was delivered to him. Now, the next verse, what he said in the next verse. Four. Now we know the order. So if you want to know the order of things, we look right in verse number three. That's the order that was delivered to Paul. And what was said in verse, the next verse, um, verse four. First Corinthians, chapter 11, verse four. Every man praying or prophesying, having his head covered, Dishonor his head. So now, when a man is praying or prophesizing or doing some, some book work in Yahweh, how do his head supposed to be according to verse 4? According to verse 4, what do it, what, how do his head supposed to be according to verse 4 there? You know what I mean? Read that verse again and let me expound on it slowly. What does it say? First Corinthians chapter 11, verse 4. Every man praying or prophesying, having his head covered, dishonoring his head. So, and we find out man's head is Yahweh the Son. So when you are reading the Bible or praying, the man is supposed to immediately uncover his head. He's supposed to uncover his head when he's doing anything with Yahweh's in that uh, praying or prophesizing, now, immediately he's supposed to uncover his head. That's what the man's supposed to do. 
Because he don't uncover his head, then he gets under his head. And we found in verse 3, his head is got all the tongue. See? So now what happened next? Well, what's the next verse saying? Five. Verse 5. For every woman that prayed or prophesied with her head uncovered, dishonored her head. But that it is even all one as if she were saving. So he said, now, now getting to the woman, if the woman is prophesizing or reading the Bible, somebody reading the Bible, she's present in that Bible, immediately she falls to cover her head. Immediately she falls to cover her head when scripture's going out. So as soon as scripture goes out, a woman falls immediately put something over her head. That was the woman supposed to do. And the man supposed to make sure ain't nothing on his head. We read in Ezekiel chapter 3, 7 down to verse 10. He said, Ezekiel, see, go tell them, but they're not going to pay you no never mind, but they won't pay me no never mind. So, okay, so now we clear, the Bible says what a man is teaching, praying, prophesizing, whatever on his head, take it off. Okay, good. When a woman is present, and she hears the scriptures going out, immediately she grabs something and tie on her head. Immediately. That would have said. Then what happened next in the next verse? Verse 6. For if the woman be not covered, let her also be sore. But if it be a shame for a woman to be sore or shaken, let her be covered. He said, because he like this, you know, you got women, and that what happened to the brother that got, you know, hit in the mouth. You know, he was a jokester, but by the prince of Bel-Air, didn't understand scripture, he brought his wife and sit on the first row, red world comedian, seeing her with, with a bald head. So, you know, a comedian, you know, that's his nature is to talk about a bald head anyway. That's his nature. So when he starts talking about the, the you know, Prince of Bel-Air with the, with the bald-haired woman, he got hit him in the mouth. But see, that would never happen if he understood it was in the right ministry to understand that whatever, when the woman come out, she's going to cover her head. Then he would not have had no joke about what her hair looked like. Because she know to cover her hair, and she also know when this is going out to go cover her hair. But if this is not going out, she can be bareheaded inside the house. But once you come out of the house, you cover your head. Then nobody can tell you about how your hair is cut. You got a bald head, and you are talking for a good joke. That's why we got to come proudly and teach this Bible. That's Paul said. I'm telling you what was delivered to me. That's what he's saying. So Paul is letting you know this is what Yahweh wants. And man has to understand something. When you cover your head when you read this Bible, you honor your you just honor your head. Teaching. And you put your metry on, then that's fine. Because you're not teaching. But once you 
praying, of prophesizing, you make sure your hair, your head is bad. And when the woman that you that listen to it, while she hears scriptures coming out, immediately she cover her head, according to what it reads. Now, what happened next verse? Seven. Right, first Corinthians, yeah, chapter eleven, verse seven. Read. For a man indeed ought not to cover his head, for as much as he is the image and the greatness of Yahweh, but the woman is the greatest of the man. Mm, so he said, I have a third man not to cover his head up because he's the image of the son. You know, so I have a third man to keep his head better, especially taking care of this. That's what he said. Now, what's the next verse say? First Corinthians chapter 11, verse 8. For the man is not of the woman, but the woman of the man. Oh, so the man supposed to have ways of Yahweh, not ways of his better hand. So a man's ways supposed to be uh, determined by the son, not by your better hand. You both have ways where you, you remind me of your better hand. No, I supposed to remind you of I suppose be reminded to be as Yahweh promised. That's how I suppose be reminded. Not reminded as the woman. You know? What's the next verse say? Man. Verse 9. Neither was the man created for the woman, but the woman for the man. So the woman was, so for a woman or her existing in creation, it was created to be for this man. So there is right there. And that's why we read Ezekiel 3, 7 through 10. It's not that we ain't went over this so many times before. Sometimes things get away. And we got to lead by example. So we got to understand something. That this is what Paul said was delivered to him. And he's going to tell you what was delivered to him. And, and then those in authority folks to always read the book and Call the way it is. That's it. All right, good. So we understand that now. So but God, it's not going to listen. You don't pay that number, never mind. But he told Solomon, man, you just tell them what I said. I go, they're not going to listen to you, but they not going to listen to me. So there it is. Believe it. Oh, where is it? You better not, we got our ear coming to the broadcast. And we're going to tell you about this broadcast and whatever's going on. And we're going to bring our ear with pills in. And, and then we see Dolly Yakwa say, let's see, I'm I'm warmed up. I want to get in this. I do I do I'm gonna be on Wednesday. So I'm gonna get me a little warm up on on uh, Monday. And that's a great thing. And see a we'll see a love every minute of that too. Elders of Hill. Israel. Yakwa get your see right. And Yakwa bless you, see Israel and see you well. How are you? Tell the national audience and those on the left side too that 
the farm. Take the time and do your part. Elder Mr. Seals, Israel, you on the top. Come on. Once again, Yankwa, bless you, Seals, Israel, and thank you for bringing me into tonight's broadcast. And we welcome and thank all the listening members that is attending tonight's broadcast. And if that count is right, I do believe it's over 900,000. And that is a good thing. It's letting us know right now, the more people that listen to the word of Yahweh, the word spreads and the more people gather listening to that word. It shows that a teacher can't learn from his students. Because all this wise counsel is given out there, many people out there want to come hear this wise counsel. And having knowledge, the teacher he even gains more experience by teaching. However, a student can learn from wise counsel and possibly learning to teach one day themselves. And that shows well in all the six gems that teach. Because we have to be aware of, you know, the people that came to hear it, things that most of us, you have to realize, some listening, they never understand. But this is what Yahweh's ministry does, makes all this misunderstanding very possible. You have many that came to see things in the Bible through proper teaching. Some looking, they can never find it. These are the misinformed. They can do none of these things. Once again, this is why the words of Yahweh that is taught makes all this and more possible for the righteous. And the key word is the righteous, because if you don't want to get right, you're not going to get Yahweh's word. not going to give it to you. Because we have to be aware, by knowing the scriptures and Bible precepts, we're giving this knowledge to know. We have many out there that camouflage the evil or confused teaching, an overly loud bump and dumps contest for righteous learning, and even using the Bible scriptures as verbal weapons against us, because we have to remember the best is already here. We're just waiting for the rest to come. And once they come in, we will know. Because we're here and ready to teach. But we have to remember, the non-righteous job is to lead you astray. And they're pretty good at leading the people astray that haven't been taught the word of Yahweh. Using an overly loud bump the drums contest for righteous learning and mistaught Christianity. This is why we welcome and thank all of you for attending another live broadcast ministry. We come to your live and open to your audience with new and exciting topics from the King James Bible. First and foremost, about God's Word. Learning how to connect the Bible books. Your health. Foods that you should eat and keep in the Sabbath days. We do all this because you have not. And this is the information that you have came to seek and have now found that in the voices of the true Israelites, tribe of our God. We're open unto you for this learning from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. on the normal days of Sunday, Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday, having no class on Tuesday, of course, unless we have a high day or a special event. However, Sabbath class we do have, and the top part of the Sabbath is Friday. The class time starts at 7.30 to 10.30, and the bottom part of the Sabbath is set. We have a temple class at 12 p.m., and online class from 2 to 5 p.m. until the temple members decide to leave. Also, we have a website address, 
to use this on any search engine, right on that search line, in the tribeyourjob.com. And after you click on it, just under that big line, you will see some choices. One of the choices will be ties and all. To use this, step one, click Donate with PayPal. Step number two is click Send, which you'll be asked to enter the amount that you would like to send. Also, if you'd like to include a message, you can if you like. And if that's done, may Yahweh bless you. Also, by doing this, remember what it tells us in the book of Psalms, chapter 96, verse 7, and verse number 8. Verse 7 says, Give unto the Yahweh, or your tenants of the people. Give unto the Yahweh glory and strength. 8. Give unto the Yahweh the glory due unto his name. Bring an offering and come into his courts. Now, I always remind everyone that when you're doing this, to remember that Yahweh loves the cheerful giver. And also donations to this ministry is greatly appreciated that you give according to the Bible scriptures that are mentioned in the book of Leviticus, chapter 27, verse number 30, and once again mentioned in the book of Hebrews, chapter 7, verse 8, and verse number 9. Now, this is done to keep this ministry bringing you, thus says Yahweh, also for building a school, a banquet hall, and radio station with land to grow the health foods we continue to speak of on this program, Hallelujah. Also, while there, check out our calendar, which is to keep you and your family and friends in tune with the Bible feast days that come to us throughout the year. Also, we have a live program. This feature is available during our broadcast time. To get there, and there are three words this time on that search line, Yahweh Radio Live. And after you click on it, look for Voices of the Trizolites, Tribe of Yadav. And click the red live button. As soon as it appears, you'll be right into our live online broadcast. Also, we have a few numbers you can call with that one in mind. The first would be our live conference room number, which is 319-527-6065. The other is 224-600-5579. This is our international number, where you can call and leave a message on those scriptures that you may have questions on, which can be answered by any one of the six among the camps of Yahweh's ministry. But also, in saying that, do not call this number trying to teach. I'll have to remind you, you'll only hear a discouraging click followed by the dial tone. Also, by calling the same number, you can even order what is known as the 12 programs via the 12 tribes of Israel on DVD. Just make sure we get the correct name and the correct address, and you will receive it promptly. On another note, we might ask, please do not contact us here. Your email, phone, or text before broadcast or afterwards. He's usually pretty busy with the WCC, the New York Station stockholder, Mr. Cigar Man, and announcing many memos, and now even addition to that, the Latter-day Saints. And that's usually besides getting our broadcast set up before broadcast time. So please use that international line of 224-600-5579. And if the question is legit, you will receive a call back. As I said, unless you call trying to teach, you'll only hear discouraging doubt tone. Now, if you happen to miss the beginning of our program, 
You can catch the entire recorded show today after 9.15 p.m., except Fridays. Program time will be repeated after 10.30. Do that, just enter three words, Dr. Radio Live, on your search line. When you click enter, look for Voice of the Truth Lights, try the job done. Just choose the program you were late logging into or any particular day on that list that you would like to listen. Also, doing a normal blog talk broadcast, we're also simultaneously transmitting on Peltalk, which can be logged in by your phone, your tablet, or computer. Just make sure you've downloaded the Peltalk app. You'll even be able to use it on your smartwatch. When you get there, we'll be listed under ethnic group, African American. Look for voices of the Israelites. Try to go down. Our room will hold 50 or more listening participants. Where Yahweh's Word will also be working for your Bible education. An online there to answer the on the table topics we discuss during our broadcast will be Elder Mr. Tibbs Israel, along with Seer Israel, writing a shotgun. And during this time, we'll be taking no comments off topic or any more than two text questions answered at a time. And their broad talk ends before teaching time. We will continue our teaching on Talk. So we can get our program up and running here. I think we'll pass our program back over to our Sea of Israel where we can get the ball rolling and say, Hallelujah, Yahweh. Hallelujah, Yahweh. Yahweh, victory in your part. And that's what it's all about. Uh, we, come, we come to uh, enlighten national audience, you know, and in the same token, he's definitely doing what's called rehearsing the right desire. Before we see daughter, daughter Yachbach, you see, I mean, you know, I, I, do, I, I be ready to win, but I want, I want to give you a little warm up on, on the day broadcast. Hey, I'll do that one. So, daughter Yachbach, one of the sisters out of camp one, Yachbach, he said, see right. Yahweh bless you, Sierra Israel, C. Roy, of C. Roy. Hallelujah, Yahweh. Hallelujah, Yahweh. Yeah, daughter. Now, you know, I've, I've got a memo in, and I have to go back over this memo. And I guess we'll check out. After I read the memo, you know, um, they say it kind of complex about is being the head of this pagan name called Mexican. I want to read an article, I mean a book, this is a book really, about understanding that we have to, you got to line everybody up. Then we're doing something which called some private investigation, detective work, scholarly, biblical work, because then the series about the journey of the true Israel, the Israelites. So we got to do some, we got to do some detective work, some biblical um, expert scholarly work to line everybody up, especially the children of Israel, the Israelites. But like we said again, we're gonna take a look at. In this quick segment, now it's a book you can go get. It's on Amazon. You can probably 
talking about twenty dollars now, but once we talk about it, it's how to raise the price of them. It's called the Origin of the American Indian by Lee E. Huddleston, H-U-D-D-L-E-S-T-O-E. And, and on page eighty-eight, it tells you that the Mexicans are the original of the ten tribes of Israel that was captured by Samuel Manasseh of the family of Ishakar, who boasted about their special fathers and mothers, which is from the descendants of Ishakar. That's on page 88. So the Mexicans, one you see today as Mexicans, they're speaking a, a Hispanic language. The origin of your DNA traces back to Ishakar. That's where you trace back to Ishakar. Now, daughter, give me a roll call on who is Ishakar. Give me a roll call on. Now, before you give me a roll call, daughter of Yahweh, I want to go to the 46th chapter and look at verse number mm, 1, and I want to look at verse number 13. I want to get, I want to get a roll call. I want to get a roll call because, we, because right now, if we do any kind of scholarly, that's what we do in scholarly investigation. There's a place in Mexico now, and name of the place in Mexico, uh, Elm Hill. Give me a verse, Elm. Give me 4911 out of the book called Psalm 4911. Give me 4911. Out of the book of Psalms that Elder Mr. Till, 49 verse 11. What's that, what's that say? In the book of Psalms, looking at mm-hmm. chapter 49, reading verse number 11. Uh-huh. 11 says, Their inward thought is, that their houses shall continue forever, and their dwelling places to all generations. They call their lands after their own names. They call their land after their own names. Hey, yo, give me a case in point in the book of Judges, chapter 18, verse number 29. Give me a case in point, there, I can stand a case in point, yo. Matter of fact, read verse 18, 1, 18, verse 1 and 2, then give me verse 29. I need a case in point. Elder, Mr. Till, what is saying, Judges chapter 18, verse 1, 2, and 29. Let's, come on, man. Let's talk about it. Judges chapter 18, 1, 2, and 29. Come on. In the book of Judges, chapter 18, reading verses number 1, 2, and skipping to 29. One says, In those days there was no king in Israel. And in those days the tribe of the 
day night, sought them as an inheritance to dwell in. For unto that day all their inheritance had not fallen unto them among the tribes of Israel. Verse number two. And the children of Dan sent their family, five men from their coast, men of valor from Zorah and from Astorah, to spy and the land to search it. And they said unto them, Go, search the land. And when they came to Mount Ephraim, to the house of Micah, they lodged there. Verse number 29. Verse number 29. And they called the name of the city Dan, after the name of Dan, their father, whom was born unto Israel. How about the name of the city was left at the first? Mm-hmm. So now you saw that. So you see now what David was reminded of it. He got it from here. So when the children of Israel migrate anywhere, what they always take with them is their father's name. And they'll plant their father's name on whatever area because that is the law, but you always know who these people is. That's a great thing. Now, daughter, we know you're holding something, daughter, but I want to hold that up just for a minute. Now, in fact, let the young lion grab that. Young lion of I try to give me that 49th chapter of Genesis, verse 1. And then we're going to skip down to 13 and 14. It, it, I'm looking for something. I don't know I don't know where I'm going, but the Spirit says, see, you just follow what I tell you to do. And when they stand back off, they're going to see the foundation. And if they continue to say what they say, then you know what kind of spirit they got here that you read in Ezekiel chapter 3. Verse number seven down verse ten. See, it's time out you don't know who you are. Let other people tell you who they think you are, but you're not biblically understanding that who you are according to this Bible, you have to soon lay yourself to the place. Journey of the true Israel, the Israelites. They gotta wake up. And our job is put it on tables up to you to make the adjustments once you hear scripture wise. We're doing call we do what's called expert detected uh work. Expert detected. Biblically scholarly work. To let you know who you really are according to this life. Now we've done four lessons already, so it's clear that we know that the true Israeli Israelite of the Bible is a black person, black people. Many say a brown. Clear about that if you go over the taste of the first four lessons. But we want to take a look at something else now. Now, young line, in the 49th chapter, verse 1 and 13 and 14, I'm, I'm very interested in a couple of names. What does it say? Book of Genesis, chapter 49, verse 1. And verse 13 to 14, Genesis chapter 49, verse 1. And Jacob, whose name was changed to Israel, called unto his son and said, Gather yourself together, that I may tell you that which shall befall you in the last days. 
Verse 13. Zebulun shall dwell at the haven of the sea, and he shall be for a haven of ship, and his border shall be unto Zidon. Verse 14. Issachar is a strong ass couched down between two birds. Mm-hmm. So now we got two names that I'm, I'm very interested in, Zebulon and Ishakar. Now, Zebulon and Ishakar, uh, who, who is he? Particularly when I talk, who is he, Zebulon and Ishakar? Matter of fact, daughter, it was prophesied about them. That's not a spirit, y'all, it's very important to you. got to be and growing with his spirit. And who who is this Zebulon and and Ishakar? Who is they when you go to the fourth chapter of Matthew? There, daughter. When you go to the fourth chapter of Matthew, they're gonna tell us something about Zebulon Naphtali, and you can throw Ishakar in it. In, it talks about something, daughter, in Matthew 4, daughter Yahweh. Verse 12 down to verse number 17. It talks some good talk there, daughter Yahweh. Let's see, can we, um, you know, inform this national audience about what Yahweh observed? When he came to the coast in Matthew 4, 12, down to verse 17. Take, take your time there, doubt and deliver. Come on. Okay. The book of Matthew, chapter 4, verse 12 through, 8, through 17. Verse 12 reads, Now, when YHWH, the son of YHWH, Yahweh the Father, had heard that John was cast into prison, he departed into Galilee. Verse 13. Now leaving Nazareth, he came and dwelt in, Caper, in Capernaum. Capernaum. Which is upon the seacoast. In the borders of Zebulun and Naphtalim, verse 14, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by Isaiah, the seer, saying, verse 15, the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali, by the way of the sea, beyond Jordan, Galilee, of the Gentiles. 16. The people which sat in darkness saw great light, and to them which sat in the region and shadow of death, light is sprung up. Verse 17. From that time, YHWH, the son of YHWH, the father, began to teach and say, Repent. For the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, who is he telling to repent? And what did he call them in verse 15? He, 
he may have found Satan. He called somebody uh, something in verse 15. Let's see who, who, who is he telling to repent because they sit in darkness. So according to verse 15, who is he telling to repent? Verse 15 again. The book of Genesis, chapter 4, verse 15. Verse 15 reads, The land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali, by the way of the sea, beyond Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles. Wow. So he called in Zebulun and Naphtali Gentiles. And he said, these people are yeah, so now let's find out, daughter. Let's go get the birth certificate of these people right here because Zebulon, Naphtali, and Ishakar, you can put them in there because they were all tied in because these two these two brothers right here, especially Zebulon and Ishakar, they they were very close. Even when they came over to a shim second part of the land. It was very close. We're going to find out something. Very interesting where we're here now. So now let's get a, let's get a birth certificate. Let's find out who is, who is Zebulon and Naphtali. Who is these right here? We're going to Exodus chapter 1 and get a birth certificate. Let's see who is a father. Um, and then other man, get on them. Do we know one thing? Is not biblically correct. Exodus chapter 1, 1 down to verse 7. Take your time and give me a roll call on all of them. Then we're going to peek into it, daughter. We're going to find out something about uh, Zebulon and Naphtali. I need a roll call to know how many. Take your time, daughter, and deliver. Okay. All right. The book of Exodus, chapter 1, verse 1 through 7. Verse 1 reads, Now these are the names of the children of Israel, which came into Egypt. Every man in his household came with Israel. Verse 2, Reuben, number 1. Simeon, number 2. Levi, number 3. And Yazda Judah, number four. Verse three, Issachar, number five. Zebulon, number six. And Benjamin, number seven. Verse four, Dan, number eight or nine. Gad, number ten. And Asher, number eight. And all the souls that came out of the loins of Israel were 70 souls. For Joseph, number 12, was in Egypt already. Hey, 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 pull up your your, um, Twitter chart and find out what what happened to A.L. Give me a book called 28, uh, Deuteronomy verse 37. What, what, what did, it was told to Moses something, 
and 37. It says, And thou shalt become an astonishment, a proverb, and a byword among all the nations, whether the Yahweh shall lead thee. Mm-hmm. Is that what will happen to uh, people that become astonished? And a byword among all nations that Yahweh will lead them. And in 36, what do you say in 3226 to Elder? What do we say in 3226? Verse number 26 says, I said, I would scatter them into corners. I will make the remembrance of them to cease from among men. Hmm. You said, I'm going to scatter them in corners, and I'm going to make the remembrance of them to cease among men, of them. I'm going to scatter them in corners, and they're not going to know who they are. They're going to be a byword and a proverb. That was, that was the prophecy of it. Young know, Ryan, give me a roll call, and what names that have deceased from among men? So what is, he said, but... But let's find out from daughter. Hey, daughter, let's find out exactly who's going to be deceased from among men. We're about to find out, daughter. Who's going to be deceased from among men? And do the Romans, chapter 1, verse 1. Fear, I can't read at the moment. I had to run out real fast. But as soon as I come back, if I'm in town, I'm going to let you hallelujah. Moses spake unto all Israel on this side, 
Jordan in the wilderness, and the plain over yeah. against the Red yeah. Sea. Yeah. All he wants is a name. All he wants is a name out there. So his name, he's talking about is who? Who else? Who's he talking about again? Yeah, according to this one, one, I'm looking for a name. These words were spoken to who? Moses. These words were spoken to all Israel. That's what these words were spoken to. All Israel. Okay, good. And these were the words spoken to all, all Israel. Uh, good. So now we clear. These words was not spoken to all of the world. It was spoken to all Israel. And um, young lion, how many is all Israel in 49, 20? How many is all Israel in Genesis 49, 20? How many? It's all Israel. 49, 28. Let's talk about it. You got a line? Right, Titus? Book of Genesis, chapter 49, verse 28. Read. All these are the 12 tribes of Israel, the Israelites. And this is it, that their father spake unto them and blessed them. Everyone according to his blessing. He blessed them. Uh-huh. So all Israel is consisted of 12 tribes. And all of them at one point time ago was upon a blessing. When he first came out, it was upon a blessing. But what happened? What happened to all Israel? Now, it was to... Deuteronomy chapter 30, Elvis. This is what we want to do now. We're doing some scholarly investigation for when we get to a certain point. Remember, we read what we read in the open part of the lesson in Ezekiel chapter 3, verse 7 to 10. He said, Is the Ezekiel seer, go and tell them. But they're not going to pay you no never mind, but go tell them anyway. Sorry, Jay. But go tell them anyway. So I guess what? So we clear that we're going to tell you, but probably this is a generation that starts to wake up. And Deuteronomy 30, Elder, verse 1, 2, and 3, what it say? And Deuteronomy is chapter 30. 30, 1, 2, 3, 4. What is it saying? 1, 2, 3, 4. Deuteronomy 30, verses 1 to 4. 1 says, And it shall come to pass, when all these things have come upon thee, the blessings and the curse which I have set before thee, and thou shalt call them to mind among all the nations, whether the Yahweh that Yahweh has given thee. Number two, and shall return unto the Yahweh, thy Yahweh, and shall obey his voice according to all that I command thee this day. Thou and thy children, with all thy mind, and with thy, all thy soul. Three, that then the Yahweh, thy Yahweh, will turn thy captivity and have compassion upon thee. And I will return and gather thee from all the nations, whether the Yahweh the Yahweh had scattered thee. Four, if any of thine be driven out unto 
the outmost parts of heaven. From hence will the Yahweh, the Yahweh gather thee, and from hence will he fetch thee. Mm-hmm. So he says, he says something, Moses says something to the children of 12 tribes of Israel. Uh, he'll read verse 3 again what he said to the 12 tribes of Israel and daughter, when you're back, daughter, just say hallelujah, wow. then we know you're ready to uh, uh, do your part to say hallelujah, wow. and we can take it now. So now, what did he say again in verse 3 there? Verse number 3 says, that when the Yahweh, the Yahweh, will turn thy captivity and have compassion on thee, and I will return and gather thee from all the nations, whether the Yahweh, the Yahweh, had scattered thee. Mm-hmm. So he says, and back in the verse 2, this, this is a condition, isn't it? What it says in verse 2, he said, now he's going to come and gather you, but it's something that you got to do. And what he's saying in verse 2 is that you got to do to be gathered. What do you say, Verse number 2 says, And shall return unto the Yahweh, the Yahweh, and shall obey his voice according to all that I command thee this day. Thou and thy children, with all thy, and with all thy soul. Mm-hmm. So this is a condition thing for Yahweh to come again to return and gather twelve tribes of Israel. This is a condition. You, it's not come as you are. That ain't gonna cut it. You have to, according to <laughs> verse three, though, you have to do something for Yahweh to return and gather you. So the the, the Christian teach. You can come as you are, and you accept it. No, it don't work like that. It don't work like that. That's why, you know, while we're in trouble today, we've been told all we got to do is come as we are, but we found this a condition. You got to return back to him. So you got to remember what he has told you, and time passed, because um, Elder makes the plain in Romans 15, verse 4, about time passed, uh, Elder. What it says in 15, verse 4, about time past. Romans 15, verse 4. Okay, in the book of Romans, looking at chapter 15, reading verse number 4. Paul says, For whatsoever things were written aforetime were written for our learning, that we through patience and comfort of the scriptures might have hope. Oh, so everything is written. It's not written. It's done away with. It's why I learned. And when you preach up that in First Corinthians chapter 10, verse 11, so everything is written. You know, we see in ministry, you know, our parents, they've taken us at once upon a time ago. And we've been told we ain't got to do nothing. Just wait on our Lord Jesus Christ and come as you are. But now we find out that everything written and ain't done away with it for our life. It's Paul talking after the sun is back in heaven on the right hand of his father. Then when you preach up there in 1 Corinthians 10, verse 11, there you go. What it says in 1 Corinthians 10, verse 11? 1 Corinthians chapter 10, reading verse 11 says, 
Now, all these things happen unto them for examples, and they were written for our abomination. Upon oh, whom is the ends of abomination? What did I say? Abomination. Let me read that again. Verse number 11 says, And now all these things happen unto them for examples, and they are written for our ammunition, on whom the ends of the world are come. Mm-hmm. So, all this is in for your ammunition. So now, your mind, and the book of Deuteronomy chapter 31, verse 1, 11, 19, 22, 24, 28 down to verse 30, 31 verse 1, 11, 19, 22, 24, 28 down to verse 30. Let's, let's examine, let's do some uh, godly, biblically detected work on what he's saying in that Deuteronomy 31. Come on in, y'all. The fifth book of the law, the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 31. Verse 1, verse 11, verse 19, verse 22, 24, 28 to 30. Deuteronomy chapter 31, verse 1 reads, And Moses went and spake these words unto all Israel, the Israelites. Verse 11, And when all Israel, the Israelites, is come to appear before Yahshua, your Yahshua, in the place which he should choose, you should read this law before all Israel, the Israelites, in their hearing. Verse 19. Now therefore write ye this song for you, and teach it the children of Israel, the Israelites. Put it in their mouths, that this song may be a witness for me against the children of Israel, the Israelites. Verse 22. Moses therefore broke this song the same day and taught it the children of Israel, the Israelites. Verse 24. And it came to pass when Moses had made an end of writing the words of this law in a book that today were finished. Verse 28 to 30. Gather to me all the elders of your tribes and your officers that may speak these words in their ears and call heaven and earth to record against them. Verse 29. For I know that after my death, ye will utterly corrupt yourselves and turn aside from the way which I have commanded you. And evil shall befall you in the latter days because you will, because you will do evil in the sight of Yahweh to provoke him to anger. Know the work of your hands. Verse 30. And Moses spake in the end of all the congregation of Israel, the Israelites, the word of this song, and today we're ended. Now, what do you say in verse 29 again, uh, young man? What do you say in verse 29? Deuteronomy chapter 31, verse 29. For I know that after my death, you will utterly corrupt yourselves. And turn aside from the way which I have commanded you. And evil shall befall you in the last days. Because you 
will do evil in the sight of Yahweh to provoke him to anger, though the work of your hands. He said, you Israel, the Israelites, you want to do evil. You want to corrupt yourself in the last days. Is that what you're going to do? He said, now, Israel, the Israelites, the true Israelites of the Bible, they're going to do evil, and they're going to corrupt themselves in the last days. I wonder what mm-hmm. time we're in right now. What time are we in right now? I was seeing Mother Dear Israel, one of the most out of camp on the coming on stage, how that microphone is this. We're going to bring in Mother Dear Israel, one of the most out of camp on. Yahweh, right. bless you, Sierra Israel of Sea Royal. Hallelujah, Yahweh. Hallelujah, Yahweh. Moses. Moses just found out that it was prophesied by Moses that in the last days we gonna do children of the twelve tribes of Israel. Israel, they gonna do evil in the sight of Yahweh. Now he's so, 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 what did Yahweh say these people? What are you going to call these people then if they know they're going to do evil in the sight of Yahweh? Jeremiah 13, 8 down to verse 10. Let's see what Yahweh says with a precept. And young lion, I'll meet you, I'll meet you over there in Deuteronomy 28, 15 down to verse 20, 25, 46 down to verse 50. 64 to 68. Deuteronomy 28, you know, line 15 to 20, verse 25, 46 to 50. Found out that Moses prophesied that the children of Israel, the 12 tribes, Israel, Israelites, they were going to do evil in the sight of Yahshua. But Jeremiah was raised from the womb, their elders, elders, but still, he was raised from the womb according to Jeremiah 1, 1, 4, and 5, for what reason? What would he, what would he raised from the womb to do in uh, elders, kids? And Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 4, down to verse 10. Jeremiah the seed was raised up from the womb to do what? Jeremiah 1, throw down to verse 10. What did it say there? Elder Mr. Tim, Israel, come on. Okay, in the book of Jeremiah, if I'm not mistaken, I think it said from 1 to verse number 10. All right. Uh, pick up verse 4. Jeremiah chapter 1, pick up verse 4, down to verse 10. Let's see what Jeremiah was raised from the womb. He's trying to get out of it. Let's see if some of the things he had with the Almighty Yahweh on, on his responsibility. Jeremiah 1, verse 4 down to verse 3. What do you say now? Look at of Israel. What do you say? Book of Jeremiah, chapter 1, reading 4 to verse 10. 4 says, The word of the Yahweh came unto me, saying, before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee, and before thou came out, camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee, and I ordained thee a seer unto the nations. Six, 
Then say I, O Yahweh, behold, I cannot speak, for I am a child. Seven. But the Yahweh said unto me, Say not, I am a child, for thou shalt go to all that I shall send thee, and whatsoever I command thee, thou shalt speak. Nine. Be not afraid of their faces, for I am with thee to deliver thee, saith the Yahweh. Nine. And the Yahweh put forth his hand and touched my mouth. And the Yahweh said unto me, Behold, I have put my words in thy mouth. I have this day set thee over the nation and over the kingdoms to root out and to pull down and to destroy and to throw down, to build and to plant. Mm-hmm. So Jeremiah had a, a mission to do. So it's easy to do half of what you read in verse ten, but the but the bottom part that yes, hallelujah, glory, dog. So the, the easy part is the top part, which you get ready to read. That's the top part. Read that, read that verse ten again. Half of it is we ain't got no problem with it. With this part of it, but that bottom part at verse ten, that's a whole different ball game. Read the half, the top part of it, there, Elder. Let's see what Jeremiah's mission was to do in the top part of 10. Then we'll read the bottom part of 10, and this is where the game changer come in. Read verse 10 again now. See of Israel. 10 says, See, I have this day set thee over the nation and over the kingdom to root out and to pull down and to destroy and to throw down to build, and to plant. See, we love to be over something. See, we love that position by being over something. Uh, yeah, I like to be over that. But it's, it's, it's more to the responsibility by being, I want to be always over something. I always want to have my mouth going being over something. But then the part of the bottom part, then that's when you shout away from the bottom part, is to build. So once you are tore down and getting or the part about how wrong they are, now how you going to build them up. So Jeremiah had twofold. He had to first set out all the bad information, but then he had to turn around and build it back up. So, um, Dominic Yahweh, in the book of Ecclesiastes, out of the regular book, one down in verse two, I don't know what time we in. What time are we in according to Jeremiah? By looking at the regular book of Ecclesiastes, chapter 3, 1 down in verse 7. Daughter Yahweh, what time are we in now? Come on. Daughter Yahweh, what time are we in right now? According to Ecclesiastes, out of the regular book, 3, 1 down in verse 7. What time are we in, daughter? The book of Ecclesiastes, chapter 1 down to verse 7. Chapter 3, verse 1 through 7. One read. To everything there is a season and a time. To every purpose, purpose under the sun, the under the heaven. Verse 2. A time to be born and a time to die. A time to plant and a time to pluck up. 
that which is planted. Verse 3, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to break down and a time to build up. Verse 4, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance. Verse 5, a time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones together. A time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. Verse 6, a time to get and a time to lose. A time to keep and a time to cast away. Verse 7, a time to rend and a time to sow. A time to keep silent and a time to... Oh, in verse 3 and 7. Yeah, daughter, on the panel, I want to read verse 3 and 7 again. What time are we in? Because Jeremiah was, here you know, 2-4, he had to go tear down some things. Then he had to build them back up. So according to the precept, verse 3 and 7, let's see what time we in when we, we, we read verse 3 and 7. Verse 3 and verse 7. What time are we in right now according to verse 3 and 7? Come on, daughter. Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 3 and 7. Verse 3 reads, a time to kill and a time to heal. A time to break down and a time to build seven. A time to rend and a time to sow. A time to keep silent and a time to speak. Mm-hmm. We're in a time of building right now because we find out that we are in the last day. So the time we're in now, we, we've been towed down, you know, like a, you know, you take a shotgun, you, you've been towed down and cleaned out and dug out. So now we've got to be a ministry now to try to show you how to be built up now. So we, so in this series we're doing now, we got to do some uh Detective investigation, biblically wise, to show you that uh, you need to know who you are as a people, you know, and, and who you're not as a people. So we read earlier, he called you a uh, uh, evil to us out of Israel. But who did he really specifically talk that thing at about this? You know? In that 13, chapter 8 through 10, who did he really talk that thing at about being the number one E? Let's see what he says in the 13th chapter of Jeremiah 8 down to verse 10. So who's, who's in that hot seat of being E? 13, 8 through 10, Mother D, F, Israel. Come on. Jeremiah. Chapter 13, verses 8 through 10. Verse 8. Then the word of Yahweh came unto me, saying, Verse 9. Thus says Yahweh, After this manner will I mark the pride of Judah and the great pride of Israel. Verse 10. This evil people which refuses to hear my words, which walk in the imagination of their mind 
and walk after other false yaquas to serve them and to worship them, shall even be as this girl, which is good for nothing. So he's really, he's really pointing this as an evil coming from the top, the top tribe. Because the reason why Judah have to understand his responsibility, uh, mother, in the 49th chapter of Genesis chapter 1, 8 through 10, because Judah is uh, something that we got to understand when we read this Bible. When you read about Judah, let's see what it says, Mother, in the 49th chapter of Genesis, verse 1, 8 down to verse 10. What is that, Mother? G.F. Israel, C. Ray. 49, 1, 8 through 10 of Genesis. Come on. Genesis 49, verse 1, and verses 8 to 10. Verse 1, Genesis 49, 1. And Jacob, Israel, called unto his sons and said, Gather yourselves together that I might tell you that which shall befall you in the last day. Verses 8. <clears throat> Judah, thou art he whom your brother shall praise. Your hand shall be in the neck of thy enemy. Your father's children shall bow down before you. Verse 9. Judah is a lion's whelp from the prey. My son, thou art gone up. He stoops down. He crouches as a lion. And as an old lion, who shall rouse him up? Um, verse 10. The scepter law shall not depart from Judah, nor a lawgiver from between his feet until Yahweh the Son comes. And unto him shall the gathering of the people be. Hmm. So Judah, whoever Judah is today, he got a great responsibility because he's supposed to hold down this Bible, understanding the word, and apply it to the other eleven tribes. He's supposed to hold down until the coming of Yahweh the Son. So Judah mm-hmm. holds be on the nose about what do's and don'ts. You got a Judah hold the hold now until the coming of Yahweh. Because according to 60 of uh, Mother G of Israel, of Psalms, the angel came and looked David eyeball to eyeball and told uh, Judah their responsibility. And what he said, Judah's responsibility and 60, Verse number seven of Psalm. What do you, what do you tell Judah their responsibility? The angel said that to David. What do you say? Psalm 
Psalm 60, verse 7. <clears throat> Gilead is mine, and Manasseh is mine. Ephraim also is the strength of my head. Judah is my lawgiver. Hmm. So the one that's supposed to be talking Bible, according to the angel from heaven, is who? Who's supposed to be talking Bible to all the other tribes of the 11 tribes, according to verse 7? Who's going to be talking Bible to all of the Judah and the other 11 tribes? Who's going to be talking Bible? Judah. Yeah? See, Judah's going to be talking Bible. That's a great responsibility on Judah. You're going to be talking about it. Let's get a precept on that in 78. And verse 67 and 68, mother. Let's see what what did he say behind that. If Judah do his responsibility, let's see what he got that we can read, that we, we really can understand this word. That's what Judah doing the law, statutes, and commands. Because Judah is the one that got to be the one to hold down to the coming of Yahweh the Son. And he's going to come at Judah. Give it up, Judah. You're going to jump your part. Well done, my good and faithful servant. That's in last night's lesson. We're not reading that tonight. But in Psalm 78, the angel came back and reminded him again. What do you say, Mother? Psalm 78, 67. Down. To verse number 69. This is what he says that we can read in Psalm 78, verse 67 down to verse 69. What do you say, Mother? Psalm 78, 60. I, 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 I forgot the uh, 67. Verse. 67. Huh? 6769. Six, Psalm 78, verses 67 to 69. Mm-hmm. That's right. All right. Okay. Psalm 78, verse 67. Moreover, he refused the tabernacle of Joseph and chose not the tribe of Ephraim. 68 but chose the tribe of Judah, the Mount Judah, which he loved. Mm-hmm. Yep, you love him. They say it's 69. Oh, <laughs> okay. And he built his temple like high place, like the earth, which he has established forever. Ah, so he got a special love for, although all 12 tribes is brothers, bloodline, but he, he got a special love for who, according to verse number 68, he got a special love for who. So, you know, when we read John 3.16, he loved the world, but we found out what world he loved. They find out what love he loved more than everybody. Yeah. In verse number 68, mother. So he loved the world, but he got a special love for somebody in verse number 68. Who did he got a special love for, mother? In verse 68. 
But he chose the tribe of Judah, the Mount Judah, which he loved. Oh, so you know how sometimes you might have four, five kids. You got one who's best. I mean, like, you might have like, you might have a certain pair of shoes. Uh, this, I like these garments better than that. I like these shoes better than that. I mean, not that I'm, you know, less than of the rest of them, but I love this pair. Outfit better than that one. That's all. So y'all what I'm saying, I love me some Judy. I love me some Judy. That's what he said. I love me some Judy. That will rain. That will rain. I love me some Judy. So now Judy needs to understand that. That's why they they done all to get you away from you who you really are, Judy, because. They read this verse with him and said, no, nah, if they understood this verse with him, they won't be uh, doing the thing they're doing. Because y'all, y'all got a special love for Now, young lion, give me, give me that roll call now, and let's find out what happened to, what happened to these, uh, well, now they're calling by their names and everything, but what happened? Give me that Deuteronomy first when you got them. Then give me that roll call on the right side and see what happened to them. So what happened to them when you read the verses I gave you in Deuteronomy? And now would you take that handout and read what is they up on the now? Remember, yeah, you, remember I gave you some verses Deuteronomy there a long time ago there, you know, and I, I've done it in the spirit of Yahweh. So I know you wrote them down. Then you didn't you know that. You wrote them verses down in Deuteronomy, didn't you? Huh? Yeah, Deuteronomy chapter 28, 15 to 20, 25, 46 to 50, verse 64 to 68. Deuteronomy chapter 28. Uh-huh. Verse 15. Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 15 to 20. But it should come to pass, if you will not hearken, Unto the voice of Yahshua, you Yahshua, to observe, to, to observe and do all his commandments, and his statutes, which I command you this day, that all these curses should come upon you and overtake you. Verse 16. Curse you, you be in the city, and curse you, you be in the field. Verse 17. Curse you, curse you be your basket and your store. Verse 18. Curse to be the fruit of your body and the fruit of your land, the increase of your kind and the flocks of your sheep. Verse 19, curse you be when you come and sin and curse you be when you go and out. Verse 20, and Yahweh has sent upon you cursing, vexation, and rebuke and all that you sent your hand for to do. Sent your hand unto for to do. Until you be destroyed, until you perish quickly because of the wickedness of your doing, whereby you ask forsaken me. Verse 25. And Yahweh shall cause you to be smitten before your enemies. And you shall go out one way against them and flee seven ways before them. You should be removed into all the kingdoms of the earth. Verse 46 to 50. And they should be upon you 
for a sign and for a wonder and upon your seed forever. Verse 47, because you serve not Yahshua, your Yahshua, with joyfulness and with gladness of mind for the abundance of all things. Verse 48, therefore shall you serve your enemies, which Yahshua shall send against you in hunger and in thirst and in nakedness and in want of all things. And he shall put a yoke of iron upon your neck until he has destroyed you. Verse 49. And Yahweh shall bring a nation against you from far and from the end of the earth as swift as the eagle flying, a nation whose tongue you shall not understand. Verse 50. A nation of fierce continents which shall not regard the person of the old nor show favor to the young. Verse 64 to 68. And Yahweh shall scatter you from among all people from one end of the earth even unto the other. And therefore you should serve other false Yahweh, which neither you nor your fathers have known, even wood and stone. Verse 65. And among these nations shall you find no ease, neither the sole of your foot have rest, but Yahweh to give you, therefore, a trembling mind, and failing of eyes, and sorrow of mind. Verse 66. And your life shall hang in doubt before you. And you shall fear day and night. And you shall have none assurance of your life. Verse 57. In the morning you shall say, With Yahweh, it were even. And at even you shall say, With Yahweh, it were morning. For the fear of your mind, wherewith you shall fear. And for the sign of your eyes, which you shall see. Verse 68, and Yahweh shall bring you into bondage again with ships. By the way, thereof I speak unto you, and you shall see it no more again. And there you shall be told unto your enemies, for bond man and bond woman, and no man shall buy you. So so he's talking to... um According when you go this way by doing investigation, you come to the children of Israel. That's the uh, one he loves. And listen, we I love you from Judah now. So when I love you from Judah, so now Judah, if you, but if you don't do what I tell you do, these things going to happen to you. You will be sold to your enemy, Judah. That he tells he tell that lead tribe. You know, you'll be sold to the enemy. And, and once the lead tribe is Put in that predicament, you know, all the rest of them will be in that predicament too because he said, Judy is my lawgiver. He said, You'll be sold to your enemy. Um, Donna Yahqua, who is the who is the children of Israel enemy that we can read in Esther chapter three, verse one, two, and three, eight through eleven. Let's see if we let's even do some uh, detective work to find out. Who is who is the enemy of the twelve tribes of Israel? Especially Judah. Who is the enemy? And uh, you can find out some uh, on the way to find out something. Daughter Yahweh, Esther chapter three, one, two, and three, eight, nine, and verse eleven. Then just go right on to Sirach, chapter twelve, 
18, $10 verse 18. When you get through, get, when you get through it after 3, 1, 2, and 3, then skip down to verse 8 through 11, then go to Sirach 12, 10 through 18, and tell them, Mr. Kill. I mean, the book of Luke, chapter 1, verse 67 to 74. Hell, have that waiting on me, Elder Mr. Kill. See what we can get out of this. They won't get that roll call. Let's see what our, the daughter's going to put on the table for Esther 3, 1, 2, and 3, 8 down to verse 11. Where's that daughter of Yahweh come up? The book of Esther, the book of Esther in the regular Bible, in a regular book, um, chapter yes, 3, mm-hmm. chapter 3, verse 1 through 3, and verse 8 through 11. Verse 1 reads, after these things, the king Ahas, Ahasuerus promote Haman, the son of Hamidida, the Agagite, and advised him, and set him and set his feet above all the princes that were with him, and all the king's servants that were in the king's gate bowed in reverence to Haman, for the king had so commanded concerning him. But Mordecai bowed not, nor did him reverence. Verse 3. Then the king's servants, which were in the king's gate, said unto Mordecai, Why transgressed the king's commandment? Hold that point, daughter. Hold that point before you hold it before you read verse 8. Who is this um, Mordecai? Who, who? Who is this guy over here? Daughter for this mass audience say? Who Mordecai is and, and two verse five. Who is Mordecai? Two verse five. Uh, Esther? Book of Esther. Chapter two, verse five. Verse five reads. Now in Shushan, the palace, there was a certain Israelite whose name was Mordecai, the son of Jair, the, the son of Shemil, the son of Kish, a Benjamite. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, that, that, that's real good. You, you, you was miserable, right, but we got to we gotta nail him down for the national audience sake, so we won't throw a new daughter. We're going to see if we nail him down exactly who this certain and what is Oh, uh, we we got to nail them down in in Second Kings. I mean, that was no accident. So we might want to take care. Of you know, we might since he's a certain Israelite, we might want to find out. You know, by going to Second Kings chapter fifteen, we might want to take care. Of, Cause that ain't no accident, darling. That was accident. Ain't no accident. So we got to take a look at that. But the mass morning said, cause they see that word called Judah. And you put the word Israelite there, so let's, let's find out exactly what's going on by doing some scholarly detective work on this word called the Jew, and you say a certain Israelite. So we go on to Second Kings, and you can see can we tie this in Second Kings sixteen verse number one. Let's, 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 let's go to 15 chapters for a minute. 
I mean, it's just, we got to take care of now, dog. And let's see what it says in the 15th chapter, verse number one. On the second Kings 15, 1. Let's see what we the got. Book going of, on here. 15, 1. The book of 2 Kings, chapter 15, verse 1. Verse 1 reads In the 20th and 7th year of Jeroboam, king of Israel, began Azariah, son of Amaziah, king of Yahzad Judah, to reign. Verse 6. Verse 6, and the rest of the acts of Azariah and all that he did, they are not written in the book of the Chronicles of the kings of Yahzad Judah. Mm-hmm. So, once a time ago, uh, Yahzad Judah had what king? Oh, look. Verse 8. Verse 8, in the 30 and 8th year of Azariah, king of Yahzad Judah, did Zechariah, son of Jeroboam, reign over Israel in Samaria six months? Mm-hmm. Verse 13. Verse 13, Second Kings chapter 15, verse 13. And Shalom, the son of Jabesh, began to reign in the nine and thirtieth year of Uzziah, king of Yazdah-Judah. Year of Uzziah, king of Yazdah-Judah, he reigned a full month in Samaria. Okay, so so when you get down to his name, Judah, you stop right there. You, you're not going to hear all the stuff about the time, okay? So in verse 17 and 23, you start when you, when you see the word Judah. Verse 17. Verse 17, in the nine and thirtieth year of Azariah, king of Yazdah Judah. Mm-hmm. Verse 23. In the fiftieth year of Azariah, king of Yazdah Judah. Mm-hmm. Good. Now let's see what happens. Second Kings chapter 50, verse 1. In the seventeenth year of Pekah, son of Ramelia, Ahaz, son of Jotham, king of Yazdah Judah. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. All right, we, so we hear Yazdah Judah, 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 Judah. But uh, it was here. What is saying Second Corinthians two eleven? Second Corinthians two eleven. Hey, what it says? Second Corinthians two eleven. So all we've been hearing is Judah, 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 kings of Judah, Judah this, Judah, Judah, Judah. Second Corinthians two eleven. Hey, yo, what, what we got to know in two eleven? Second Corinthians two eleven. In the book of Second Corinthians, chapter two, reading verse eleven says, "Least Satan should get." an advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. See, we're not ignorant of, of Satan's device. We're not ignorant of his device. Now, let's see what, let's see what will happen, daughter. Read like, like it is. Let's see what will happen to all these kings of Judah, 
do to this, do this, do this. What happened in verse 6 and 16, chapter? What happened to the king of Judah? Second Kings chapter 16, verse 6, verse 6 reads, At that time, the king of Syria, because Eli to Syria, and dragged the Israelites from Eli. The Syrians right. came to Eli. Hold on, hold on, hold on, daughter. We've been hearing about kings of Judah, kings of Judah all day long. And all of a sudden, now the word king of Judah became what in verse 6? King the of word Syria. Yeah. Oh, Jews. Oh, Jews. The word Jew gets knocked out what? Out of the box. When you're doing the detective work. So when you see his word Jew, it takes out Jews. You see what happened here? Yeah. So we're not even going to say devices. So what they did, they removed the bloodline name of the birth certificate, Judah, which is the fourth son of Israel, and slipped what word in? There in verse Jew. Jew. The Jew. So that's what, so when you see the word Jew, it is a polluted and a corrupt word for Judah, the fourth son of Israel. So when they bit down the word called Jew, then you can bring the word called Jewish. Then they can say they're Jewish mm-hmm. people. You might be the Jewish people from the Jews. But that ain't got nothing to do with Judah because Judah is the correct word for to be there, the poor son of Israel, and you just corrupt it by putting the word Jew, then you can bring in Jewish. And not you can say you are the Jewish people. Yes, you are the Jewish people. But the Israelites are from the tribe of Judah. So now we're going to call them red-handed. That's how you catch a, a rat red, red-handed. Right here in 16, verse 6, they removed Judah's name and put the word Jew in. And from that point on, they've been called Jew and Jewish people. They'll tell you, man, we are the Jewish people. Yes, you are. They ain't got nothing to do with the birth certificate of Jew. Because Jew is a corrupt word for Jew. So see how we call them daughter? So now when we come yeah. back to second Israel, daughter, and and now we're gonna read verse five with that understanding that we can catch real good now. We go back to Esther chapter two verse five and let's let's catch them red handed out and find out exactly what's going on. Esther, 2 verse 5 says what? Okay. The book of Esther, chapter 2, chapter 2, verse 5. Verse five. Now in Shushan, the palace, there, were, there was a certain Israelite, Yahshua Judah. Judah. There was a polluted word, you. A corrupt word, Jew, properly, Jew is a corrupt word, polluted word for Judah. So that's when we, now we really is teaching math and art. And when we see this word Jew in the Bible, we immediately say, Jew, polluted, 
corrupt word for Judah. Oh, he got their attention. This word Jew is a corrupt word for Judah. Whom what? Who was this guy with? Whose name was Mordecai. Yeah. The son of Jair. The right. son of yeah, Shemi, Shemai. The son of Kish, a Benjamite. Oh, so this guy that was from the uh, from Judah, but he really was a who? A Benjamite. So this guy was a Benjamite. So this Mordecai was a Benjamite. Good. And now, um, Mother D of Israel, when we read the ninth chapter, Mother D of Israel, what do Paul say to the northern kingdom that was scattered alone, one down to verse 5? What, what do they say? Hey, Mother, D of Israel, in Romans 9, what did Paul, when he got to Rome, he looked at specific people eyeball to eyeball, this, and what did Paul say to them in 9, 1 down to verse 5? Romans. Nine, Chapter nine, nine, verse one to uh, five. Yeah, Romans chapter nine. Romans chapter nine, verse one to five. Verse one. I say the truth, and Yahweh the Son. I lie not. My conscience also bear me within in the righteous spirit. Verse two, that I have great heaviness and continuous sorrow in my mind. Verse 3, for I could wish that myself were a curse from Yahweh the Son for my brethren, my kinsmen, according to the flesh. For who are Israelites to whom pertaineth the, adopt, the adoption and the greatness and the covenant and the giving of the law and the service of Yahweh and the promise, verse 5, whose are the fathers and of whom are, of whom as concerning the flesh, Yahweh the Son came, who is over all. Yahweh bless. So, well, uh, so when you're reading, that's the part I wanted out of most. I mean, my break in, it's not about a lot of reading. I'm, uh, the point I'm, I'm so you said to five. Yeah, I know. But sometimes I might, I might break in in there, mother. Because uh, <laughs> oh, So now we found out that Paul specifically looked the Romans eyeball to eyeball and told them, and he called them, what did he call them, Romans that was in Rome, the, the people in Rome, what did he call them in verse 4? Mother, what did he call them? Who are Israelites? Four, he called them Israelites. That was Paul's name. Yeah, and he said, brethren, that's his kinfolk. Paul's saying, that's my brother, they're my kinfolk. 
and they are Israelites. So you see how important to know who you really are. And Paul made it plain that he went over to Rome. He's looking for his kinfolk, his brothers, and to, and to remind them they position. And what, what Mother got to read, every position of high talent is given to one thing, the Israelites. So I see why we go all day long in churches and never hear nothing about that because it tells the story. Everything in the Bible was given to the Israelites. All the high authority was given to Israelites, and by rank was Judah. That's very important to note that when you're reading this Bible, everything was given to the Israelites. Huh? It wasn't given to the Christians. Islam or Judaism, but that's who got the mouth going on. So when you read the Bible, you find out that everything, and Paul reminded them that they received the adoption, the covenant, the giving of the law, and the promises, and the service of the outfathers, and then he came in the flesh and came down through that tribe. And that's right there, young line, but Titus and Micah chapter 5, 1, 2, 3. Let's see what he did. In Micah chapter 5, 1, 2, 3. Now, mother, read me the 11th chapter, verse 1. He ain't got no problem with us uh, saying we got to say it, 11 verse 1 and 26. Mother, D.F. Israel. He ain't got no problem talking. He, he ain't not answer out anybody. He just edifying the people of Israel, their position, by introducing himself in the 11th chapter, mother, D.F. Israel, verse 1. He introduced himself. Let's see what he says in 11, verse 1 and 26. Uh, Romans chapter 11, verse 1 and, and verse 26. Yes, ma'am. All right. Romans chapter 11, verse 1. I say then, has Yahweh cast away his people? Yahweh forbid, for I also am an Israelite of the seed of Abraham, of the tribe of Benjamin. Verse 26. And so all Israel shall be saved, as it is written, there shall come out of Judah the deliverer, and shall turn away unyawfalliness from Israel. The deliverer, the, the one that can deliver the tribes of Israel, what tribe he gonna, he gonna come, he gonna come from over? Judah. Oh, that's very important to know that. I ain't never heard that in the Christian church. I ain't never heard that. I ain't never heard them say that. I ain't never preached that. That deliverer is going to come out of Judah. So if they're going to be delivered, they got to come out of Judah. So now he, he's in heaven on the right hand of his father through the prophecy, talking to Michael, young lion. And, he, and he's looking at all 18 nations. So he knows his father is going to send him down here to send him down in the body. Let's see what he had no problem of picking who he want to come down to. And Michael. Chapter 5, 1, 2, and 3. Let's talk about it, young lion. Come on. The book of Micah, the seer, chapter 5, verse 1, 2, and 3. 
Micah chapter 5, verse 1. Now gather yourselves in truth, O daughters of truth. He had laid seeds against us. They should smite the judge of Israel with the rod upon the cheek. Verse 2. But you, Bethlehem, Ephrathah, though you be a little among the thousands of Judah, yet of you shall he come forth unto me. There is to be ruler in Israel whose going forth have been from of old, from everlasting. Verse 3. Verse 3. Therefore, will he give them up unto the tide that sheep with your belly that brought forth the remnant of his brethren shall return unto the children of Israel, the Israelites. Are not the least 
among the princes of Yadah Judah. For out of you shall come a governor, and they shall rule my people Israel, the Israelites. Read verse 7, 8, make it sound good there. Now, mind you on something. Read verse 7, 8 for the last note, so they really hear something in 7 and 8. What's that in verse 7, 7 and 8? Matthew chapter 2, verse 7 and verse 8. Matthew chapter 2, verse 7. And when Herod, when he had privately called the wise man, inquired of them digitally, what time the star appeared? Verse 8. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search digitally for the young child. And when he had found him, bring me word again that I may come and worship him also. You hear what Herod say? Now, Herod, it is, he is the descendant of Esau and his five sons. That was, that was Herod. He, so he said, he said well, what is God going to be king over Judah? Because you know he was king. He said, why don't you go find out where he is? So I can worship him. But you always got them great big old angels listening to every word you say. And what, and what was told at verse 12 down to verse number 13. What was said in 13 there, young line? What was said to your remember, great big angels are always keeping on. And what was said in verse 12 and 13 of Matthew 2? What was said? The book of Matthew. The book of Matthew. Chapter 2. Verse 12 to 13. Matthew chapter 2, verse 12 reads, And being warned of Yahweh in a dream that they should not return to Herod, they departed in their own country another way. Verse 13. And when they were departed, behold, the angel of Yahweh appeared to Joseph in a dream, saying, Arise and take the young child and his mother and flee into Egypt and be you. There until I bring you word, for Herod will seek the young child to destroy you. Oh, so Herod, that was the six words he was saying about you go find where the young child at, because he want to come worship him. Now the way he want, the way Herod, the sins of Esau want to worship him by doing what? In the last three words of thirteen, how how did he want to worship this young man called? Yahweh has come in the last three words in verse 13. What are you going to do there, young man? All right. Last three words in verse 13 of Matthew chapter 2. Verse 13. For Herod will seek the young child to destroy him. Oh, so that was the seat he was using. So that takes us, take us all the way back. With that understanding now, daughter, we got all this great understanding. Now we're going back to the book called so All That Great Understanding We Got Now. When you hear the sins of Esau speaking by getting with you, they really won't do what? According to the last three words there, young man, they really try to do what to you? Matthew chapter 2, verse 13, last three words. For Herod would seek the young child to destroy him. Oh, oh so that takes us right back now. Now, daughter, we've done all that. 
get back to after. Now, pick it back up. Now, it's time for you to deliver now, daughter. Time for you to deliver in grand style. Now, with that understanding, now, we've done all that background work. That's called private investigation. Biblically, scholarly work we just got you doing. Daughter, y'all, So now, with all that good scholarly work we are doing now, now we're going to look at what was that? You left off in, you read one, two, and three. And I told you to skip down to what, verse number eight or something? Eight through 11? What did it say there, dog? Let's see, let's see, can we uh, knock out the park in verse eight through 11? You read third chapter one, two, and three of Esther. Now you're coming back to verse eight for some understanding on what's going on now with all that good background work. So you see now why Herod. Herod is, this guy you're reading right now, he's a descendant of Herod. So where Herod got that same mindset from, because he's a descendant of the same people. Let's see, what, let's see what's going on here now. This guy maintaining he enrolled to be a great man and the kingdom has arisen. He's a great man. And daughter, Yaakov, what happened to and we can read the 8 down to verse 11. Let's talk about it, daughter. Not that part, 8 down to verse 11. Okay. The book of Esther, chapter 3, verse 8 through 11. Verse 8 reads, And Haman said unto King Ahasuerus, There is a certain people scattered abroad and dispersed among the people in all the provinces of thy kingdom. And their laws are diverse from all people. Neither keep they the king's laws. Therefore, it is not for the king's prophet to suffer them. Verse 9. Verse 9, 9 and 10. This is real good. Now, dog, knock out the part now. I'm I'm pulling for you, dog. Verse number 9 and 10, I'm pulling for you. Come on. Esther chapter 3, verse 9. If it please the king, let it be written that they may be destroyed. And I will pay 10,000 talents of silver to the hands of those that have the charge of the business to bring it into the king's treasury. And the king took his ring from his hand. And gave it unto Haman, the son of Hamedatha, Hamedatha, the Agagite, Judah's enemy. Judah's who? Enemy. Judah's who? Enemy. Oh, yeah? And, and, and what he says about them in verse 8, again, uh, daughter, what did uh, Haman say? Uh, Hammer doctor, the Agagite, the sinner of Esau, his five sons, but he's the who in verse 10? Who is he in verse 10? The, he's who? The who? He's, he's the enemy. No, he's the what? 
You need four enemies. He's Yad Judah's Judah. Oh, so that's what he, and what, what did he say in verse, what did he say to the king in verse 8 about Yad Judah, uh, Judah, Israel, the Israelite, what, what did he say about him in verse 8? Haman, Haman is descendant of Harris. Remember Harris, Harris said in time to come, so he pulled it from Go find a young child, young God Judah. I want to come worship him too, but really he wants to kill him. So now you see what well, he mm-hmm. got that same mindset from. First eight. And Haman said unto King Ahasuerus, Ahasuerus, there is a certain people scattered abroad and dispersed. Among the people in all the provinces of thy kingdom, and their laws are diverse from all people. Neither keep they the king's laws. Therefore, it is not for the king's prophets to suffer them. What laws do they got? What laws do they got that didn't from the world? Laws of. Maybe the big dignitary can tell us what laws they got that didn't from the world laws. Let's see. For your first job uh, working as an intern with yeah. Will Smith, yeah. you say to them, yeah. look, I have to have the Sabbath yeah. off, yeah. which may I just confess that I learned in my first meeting with Devon, all these years I thought the Sabbath was Sunday. Yeah. I've been going to church. We say worship on the Sabbath, worship on the Sabbath in the Baptist church. And you corrected me. You said, no, Sunday is the first day of the week. Yeah. Sabbath is Friday sundown to Saturday sundown. That's right. That's I right. stand corrected. <laughs> Amen. So you go to your first job yeah. with Will Smith yeah. and say, look, I'm really excited to be here, but well, I have to have Friday. Friday night sundown, Saturday night sundown off. Oh. So what, what was um, Judah, and in this case, Benjamin, Levi, and Simeon, he was all up, up on the path of Israel. And they kept the Sabbath yep, day, well. sundown Friday on Saturday, and Amy said, these people got the first laws, bro. So if they ain't, and they ain't what? And, and the king, you should not even suffer them to live. All they was doing was keeping sundown Friday, Come down there and they wasn't bowing down to you. Esau in your five sons, they didn't bow down to you. They understood who their king was. They understood who their king was according to uh, young lion. They understood, they understood who their king was in St. John chapter 1, 45 through 47. They understood who their king was, but you understand why King Mount is? Let's see what the eyewitness said who our king is. Who is our king in St. John chapter 1, 45 47 and 49? Young man, brother Titus, let's find out who our king is. Beloved John, chapter 1, verse 45 to 47 and 49. John chapter 1, verse 45 reads, then aside in the danger, and said unto him, We have found him of whom Moses and the law and the seer did write 
Yaquah the son of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. That's 46. And Nathaniel said unto him, Garrett, can any good thing come out of Nazareth? Philip said unto him, Come and see. Verse 47. Yaquah the son of Nathaniel, coming to him, and said of him, Behold, an Israelite indeed, in whom is no guile. Verse 49. Nathaniel answered and said to him, Master, you are the son of Yahweh the Father. You are the king of Israel. The Israelites. You mean they knew? They knew this before you called the pagan name our Lord Jesus Christ our Savior? He really the favor of uh, who? The Israelites. He's, he's the savior of the Israelites. He's the king of Israel. So you see, this guy is the king of Israel. And then um, Matthew 121, he made a profound statement. I mean, before, before he was, uh, they knew exactly. In 121, there, young man, they knew something about him. 121, what did what, what he say? The book of Matthew. Matthew chapter 1. The book of Matthew, chapter 1, verse 21. And she shall bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Yahweh, for he shall save his people, Israel, the Israelites, from their sin. Ah, they knew that, huh? And in 1524, what else, what else did he say once he got on his feet real good? What did he say when he looked at the... Those that were listening to him, that were paying for mine, what he tells them in 15 verse 24 of Matthew, what he tells them? Go to the book of Matthew, chapter 15, verse 24. Matthew, chapter 15, verse 24 reads, But he answered and said, I am not sent, but unto the lost sheep of the family of Israel, the Israelites. That what he said out of his own mouth. So, so we we understood this. We understood this then, but now we got we don't understand none of this Bible now, but we understood it then. So now, uh, daughter Yahweh, in verse number eleven, let's see what happened next. Eleven down to verse number fourteen. Esther, chapter eleven. But his mindset was then, remember everything before I learning. Let's see what it says in Esther chapter 3, verse 11, down to verse 14, then, daughter. What did it say? Daughter Yahweh. What did it say, daughter Yahweh? Esther chapter 3, verse number 11. Down to verse number 14. What it said, pick it up, Mother D. up Israel. A judge, she said they got a problem with the daughter's microphone right now. He's working on it. As to what? Chapter 3. Chapter 11 down to 14. <clears throat> WC, and we got a problem. 
daughter's microphone. Okay, well, daughter, when your microphone raised, say hallelujah, Esther chapter 3, verse 11, 9, and 14. Mother, DF Israel, Israel, come on. Okay. Esther chapter 3, verse 11 to 14. Verse 11. And the king said unto Haman, The silver is given to you, the people also, to do with them as it seemed good to you. Verse 12. Then were the king's scribes called on the 13th day of the first month. And there was written according to all that Haman had commanded unto the king, lieutenants, and to the governor that were over every providence, and to the rulers of every people of every providence, according to the writing thereof, and to every people after their language. In the name of the king, I can't say it. Ahasuerus. Ahasuerus. was it written and sealed with the king's ring, 13. And the letters were sent by post into all the king's providence to destroy, to kill, and to cause to perish. All Judah, both young and old, little children and women, in one day, even upon the 13th day of the 12th month, which is the month Adar, and to take the spoils of them for a prey. 14. The copies of the letters for the commandments to be given in every providence was published unto all people that they should be ready again that day. Be ready to do what, Mother, in verse 13? Be ready to do what, Mother? Be ready to do what in verse in 13? Verse, in verse 13, and the letters were sent by post and to all the king's providence to destroy, to kill, and to cause to perish all Judah, both young and old, little children and women, in one day, even upon the 13th day of the 12th month, which is the month Adar, and to take the spoils of them for a prey. Not only kill them, take everything, take, everything, take all their possessions too. Take, take all their possessions too. Not only kill them, mm-hmm. kill them and take all their possessions. Take everything mm-hmm. uh, what belongs to a mother that they want to they take and over our chapter 1 and verse 13? What, 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 he didn't keep to kill him, but not only that, take something from him. Mm. Let's see, let's mm. see what, in the book of Old Iron Mother, 
chapter 1, not only kill them, but take their possession. What possession they want to take, mother? And over chapter 1, verse 1, and what possession do they want to take? You know, he's not going to kill all the young and old and take their possession. Take their, who, who, who would do such a thing, mother, over chapter 1, verse 1? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, boy. Chapter 1. You said Obadiah is chapter 1, verse what? Verse 1, huh? we want to find out, Yeah, we want to find out who got this kind of mindset that not only kill the young and the old women and children, but not only that, they take a Who got a mindset like that? Obadiah chapter 1, verse 1. The vision of Obadiah, thus says Yahweh, concerning Edom, Esau, we have heard a rumor from Yahweh, and an ambassador is sent among the nations. Arise you, and let us ride Raise up against her in battle. Why so? Why so, mother? In verse number 9 and 10. Why so? Obadiah chapter 1, verse 9 and 10. Well, read 8 verse through 9. Sound good. Oh, hey, mother, read 8 through 10 make it sound good. 8 down to verse 10 just make it sound good. Obadiah chapter 1, verse 8 through 10, verse 8. Shall I not in that day, says Yahweh, even destroy the wise men out of Edom, Esau, and un- understanding out of the Mount of Esau, verse nine, and and they and your mighty men, old Timon, shall be dismayed, shall be dismayed to the end that everyone of the Mount Esau may be cut off by slaughter. Verse 10, for for your violence against your brother Israel shall, I mean, Israel, shame shall cover you, and thou shalt be cut off forever. So why is... um time to come, I probably why why would he cut off Esau and his five sons forever? What according to verse ten, why why do you want to cut off Esau and his five sons forever? Uh, mother verse ten. Verse Obadiah chapter one verse ten for for thy violence against your brother Israel, shame shall cover you, and thou shalt be cut off forever. Mm-hmm. 
And um, I'm going to pop up before you read verse 13. Hey, back up to Exodus. Remember what this man says in Exodus 17, that hell. He said something in 17, hell. And what did he say in 17? What did he say in Exodus 17, 16, hell? What did he say? Okay, in the book of uh, Exodus, chapter 17, looking at verse number we'll verse, 16. Well, read verse 14, just to make it sound good. Yeah. Read verse 14 okay. and 16. 14 and 16, just to make it sound good. Read 14 through 16? 14 and 16. Let's read verse okay, 14, 14 and 16. Okay, verse number 14 says. And the Yahweh said unto Moses, Write this for a memorial in a book, and rehearse it in the ears of Joshua. For I will utterly put out the remembrance of Amalek from under the heaven. Verse number 16. For he said, because... The Yahweh has sworn that the Yahweh will have war with Amalek from generation to generation. Ah! So, now Amalek is, is one of the sons of Esau and his five sons. Amalek is, is the one that um, uh, young lion is doing a 924 today in, in the book of Issachar, Joe's book. Uh, Amalek is uh, what position he in today, according to 924. If we want to protectively look at Esau today in the five sons, where is, where is Amalek at, at the present, according to Job 1924? Uh, Look at Job this year, chapter 9. Verse 24. What's that, that WCC? You said, uh, Peter, you, 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 cutting it too close. You got to start nuking programs now because you bring it out too much information. Oh, uh, yeah? So, uh, a young lion, a big dignitary, I said, you mute off the broadcast because too much information has been passed. Okay. Where's your radio station? You understand that? But, um, Mother B.F. Israel. Take another look at how we can find. Amalek today. In the book of Numbers, Mother. Let me go to the book of Numbers, Mother. DF Israel. Yeah. Let's see, can we find Amalek today in the book of Numbers there, Mother? Mother, DF Israel. Uh-huh. Can we find Amalek? We're going to the book of Numbers, Mother. 
We're looking for, if we're doing some private investigation, detective work, biblically, on who is Amalek today. If we won't know who Amalek is today, wherever we find them at today, we're going to the book of Numbers, Mother, and we're going to look at um, a verse in the book of Numbers. I'm going to find out what we find Amalek yesterday as we look for him. Let's see what it says about, I think verse 17 make it sound good. We're going to what? the 24th what? chapter. Numbers, mother. Hold on, mother. Hold on. We're going to run it down. Let's get the pen together and put down numbers. 24. And we'll figure verse 17. 17 down to verse 20. We're going to find out something, Mother, about who is Amalek and what position he in today, you know, and, you know, things. We're going to find out. Numbers 24, verse 17 down to verse 20. What does it say that, Mother? Numbers 24, 17 and 20. Numbers chapter 24, verse 17 to 20. Verse 17. Mm-hmm. I shall see him, but not now. I shall behold him, but not now. But not now. now. There shall come a star out of Israel, and a scepter, a law, shall raise out of Israel, and shall smite the corners of Moab. And destroy all the children of Seth. Eighteen. And Edom shall be a possession. Fear also shall be a possession for his enemy. And Israel shall do Valiantly, verse 19, out of Israel shall come he that shall have dominion and shall destroy him that remain of the city, verse 20. And when he looked on Amalek, he took up his parable and said, Amalek was the first of the nation. But his latter end shall be that he perish forever. Oh, now Amalek is another sinner than Esau. Canaan is another sinner. Paris is in the Esau. But when it's all said and done, mother, when it's all said and done, they tell you what will happen to Esau in five songs, and Amalek is one of the songs when it's all said and done. But in the latter end, shall be what, mother? He shall perish forever. Oh, I would say that. Give me um, 9.24 of the book of Job. Give me 9.24 book of Job. And uh, Elder, have me your 24th chapter of Isaiah waiting on. I, I'm going to try to. I'm going to try to come around another way where I won't get crap. We won't get y'all cut off. 
going to kind of come another way around and tap Dick Dick and Terry's side to the old, old knucklehead. Hmm. 924. Job chapter 9, verse 24. Uh-huh. The earth is given into the hands of the wicked. He covers the face of the judges thereof. If not, where and who is he? So the one that covers the face of the earth and runs things today is given to the hand of who, mother? The wicked. Oh, so whoever the wicked is in these days right now, the earth is getting well around the world today. They really are what, mother? The wicked. Uh-huh. So, Ella, in the book of Isaiah, this is how you do investigation work, detective work. You know, we're trying to find out what some things now, but we're going to find out if anything prophesied about this wicked controlling the face of the earth. And 24th chapter, Ella, the book of Isaiah, can you think of verse number one? And the 24th chapter of the book of Isaiah, verse number one says, Behold, the Yahweh maketh the earth, behold, the Yahweh maketh the earth empty, and maketh it waste, and turneth it upside down, and scattereth abroad the inhabitants thereof. Verse number two, and it shall be as with the people, so with the priest, as with the servant, so with his master, as with the maid, so with her mistress, as with the buyer, so with the seller, as with the lender, so with the borrower, as with the taker of usury, so with the giver of usury to him. Okay, I got it. Verse number three says, The land shall be utterly empty and utterly spoiled for the Yahweh had spoken this word, this world. Mm-hmm. Word. Yahweh, word. Word, that's what I was looking at. What word? What word have you spoken in verse 4 and 6? What word have you spoken? Verse number four says, the earth mourneth and faded away. The world languished and faded away. The haughty people of this earth do languish. Five, the earth also is defiled under the inhabitants thereof, because they have transgressed the laws, changed the ordinance, broken the everlasting covenant. Six, therefore, had the curse devoured the earth, and they that dwell therein are desolate. Therefore, the inhabitants of the earth are buried, and few men left. They are burnt. They are burnt. He said they are burnt, ill, and few men left. Why so, Ellen, verse 5? What happened in verse 5 again? Okay. I'm wiping my eyes here. Sorry about that. <laughs> 
seven says, you said in verse five again? Yeah, what your five say again? You have any, okay, verse number five says, the earth also is defiled under the inhabitants thereof because they have transgressed the laws, changed the ordinance, the everlasting covenant. You see, the, you see what I mean? He said, um, the earth is given to the hand of the wicked, and then, because they, and then he said, behind that, the earth is defiled upon the inhabitants. Because so, he said what they did, they changed the laws, statutes, commandments, the name, them changed everything. He said, he said now, by the conclusion of all that, the whole earth right now is about what? According to verse 6, Elder? Behind all that wickedness that have been done, what happened in verse number six again? Verse number six says, Therefore hath the curse devoured the earth, and they that dwell therein are desolate, because the inhabitants of the earth are burned, and few men left. Oh, so you see, so now, now Mother D of Israel. Back to Obadiah. I know you got a mark already in Obadiah. You're trying to do, Mo. You're trying to tap, tap the big dignitaries on the side of the head, but we got to go around. Sometimes you got to use, uh, kind of go around the back way, you know, and take care of this business to identify by doing scholarly expert detective work biblically on who's who and who's not. So now, mother, in the book of Obadiah, you already got a mark in there, and you find out Esau have had for the violence against Israel. Now, Israelites, let me call for him. Why so? Why so, mother? Why, why so? Why so, mother? Let's read verse 12 and find out. And 13. Why? Why is Esau this book of Obadiah? You want to find why he's so hard on this uh, race of people called Esau the size of He told you why in verse 10. Let's see what they did in 12 and 13, Mother Deaphis. What did they do in 12 and 13? Obadiah. Yeah. Obadiah chapter 1, verse 12 and 13. Verse 12. But thou shouldest not have looked on the day of your brother in the day that he became a stranger. Neither shouldest thou have rejoiced over the children of Judah in the day of their destruction. Neither shouldest thou have spoken proudly in the day of distress. 13. Thou shouldest not have entered into the gates of my people, of my people in the day of their calamity. Yea, thou shouldest not have looked on their affliction in the day of their calamity nor have had laid hands on their substance in the day of their calamities. Hmm. Oh, 
You say you went in the gate, and not only that, you took they took you took all the records, all the books, and you done a complete what's called identity theft. Now you changed the name from Judah to the Jew and became Jewish people. Then in 1948, you established a vision. They were written in Daniel chapter 11. You have done a whole lot of things. Esau decides from. So you so. So what did Yahweh say in verse 18? Now, he chose to share. The question is right. Ain't two of the people going to read this. But in verse 18, what did he say, Mother? Obadiah chapter 1, verse 18. And the family of Israel shall be a fire, and the family of Joseph a flame, and the family of of Esau for stubble, and they shall kindle in them and devour them, and there shall not be any remaining of the family of Esau, for Yahweh has spoken it. Who who spoke this matter? Yahweh spoke it. Oh, okay. And so... When we read this in um, Genesis 27, mother, we read Genesis 27, verse 38 to 41. Can we find out where all this coming from, mother? Let's find out in Genesis 27, verse 38 to 41. And I'm over here in the book of Ezekiel, Elder, waiting on you in the book of Ezekiel. This is what he says here. So we're doing some some investigation, some scholarly investigation on some things that and chase eyes. So let's see what it's coming from, mother. In the thirty twenty seven chapter of Genesis thirty eight to forty one. Can you help the national audience out? Where's where's this mindset coming from? From Esau and his five sons? Genesis Chapter 27, verses 38 to 41. Verse 38. And Esau said unto his father, Ask thou but one blessing, my father? Bless me, even me also, O my father. And Esau lifted up his voice and wept. 39. And Isaac, his father, answered and said unto him, Behold, your dwelling shall be the fatness of the earth and of the dew of heaven from above, 40. And by your sword shall you live and shall serve your brother. And it shall come to pass when thou shalt have the dominion that thou shalt break his yoke from off your neck, 41. And Esau hated Jacob, Israel, because of the blessings wherewith his father blessed him. And Esau said in his mind, the days of mourning for my father are at hand. Then will I slay my brother Jacob, Israel. 
That's how his name was changed. He said, after we put our fathers in the ground, and all my mind to do what mother, what, what did Esau say he going to do to his brother in every generation? You going to do what to him, mother? Then will I slay my brother Israel, Jacob. Okay, good. So we read tonight, so we read when Haman had the same mindset. He said, Listen, Haman is the sin of these same people. He said, um, King is not fit for them to live, but they won't keep the Sabbath day, sundown Friday, sundown Saturday. And you know, it ain't fit for them to live. Let's kill the babies, let's kill everybody. Then all of a sudden, Harris, another sinner to the same people, said, Hey, who just way is he gonna be born king of of Judah? Because I don't come worship him. But they said, no, he lying. He lying on the road. He won't kill him too. So this has been in every generation. This has been in every generation. So you think it. See, what it is, the children of Israel, this why don't know. They're in a war today. In the mind, that's why you destroyed in the mind today because you don't know who you are. And you don't even know you in a war and a fight. Big time. You don't even know that you in a war and a fight. See, that's the point. You got the person fighting. Why are you fighting me? Because you need to have the history. In the 36th chapter of Elder, 1 down to verse 8, what it said in Elder? In Ezekiel 36, 1 down to verse 8. See, you got to pay attention to the fields, give them some never mind and listen. Maybe you want to understand what's going on today, but I understand what was said and done yesterday. This is a perpetual hate that Esau and five sons have against the truth. Israel, Israelite. Look what, look, what, look what they said in their mind in 36 chapter 1 down to verse 8. So Yahweh told you something in verse 8. What did they say In Ezekiel chapter 36, reading verse number 1 to verse number 8. One says, Also, son of man, prophesize unto the mountains of Israel, and say, Ye mountains of Israel, Hear the word of the Yahweh, too. Thus says the Yahweh, because the enemy had said against you, Ah, even the ancient high places are ours in possession. Three, therefore prophesize and say, Thus says the Yahweh, because they have made you desolate and swallowed you up on every side, that you might be a possession unto the residue of the heathen nation. And ye are taken up in the lips of takers and are talk in family of the people. Of talkers. You've been taken up in the lips of talkers. In the lips of talkers. And you are taken up. Hold on, El. They'll figure in there if you drop it in there. You say, in the lips of talk, they always got their mouth on They always got something to say on you. But what do they call you? He says, in verse 1, he says, Ye mountains of Israel, hear the word of Yahweh. Thus says Yahweh, Behold, thy enemies have said, have, Now, Yahweh called who these people deal, he called them what? Your enemies. See, right? Did you hear what Yahweh said? Thus says Yahweh, Yahweh, Behold, because thy enemies have said against you. Aha! 
even the ancient places are ours in possession. That means once they ran you out of the land of Israel, it was by over there. They went in the land, took your books, records, changed the name from Judah to Jew and became Jewish. Clean as butter. Move as butter today. Now they call themselves Israelis over there in your land now. And they, they tell you, you don't need no more. You don't need none of this book no more. Why? I see why you want nobody to read this book. First three. Verse 3 says, 3 says, Therefore, prophesize and say, Thus says the Yahweh, because they have made you desolate and swallowed you up on every side, that you might be a possession unto the residue of the heathen nations. And ye are taken up in the lips of talkers and are an enemy of all the people. Therefore, ye mountains of Israel, hear the word of the Yahweh. Thus saith the Yahweh to the mountains, and to the hills, to the rivers, and to the valleys, to the desolate wastes, and to the cities that are forsaken, which they became a prey and a desertion to the residue of the heathen that are around about. Five. Therefore, thus says the Yahweh, surely in the fire of my jealousy have I spoken against the residue of the heathen and against all Adun, which have appointed my land unto their possession with the joy of all their mind. With despiteful minds, to cast it out for a prey. Oh, I found out. So Adumi is a Greek word for Ethiopia. This is a Greek word for Adumia. Adumi is a Greek word for Ethiopia. All right, dog, we see your microphone being cleared up. Yeah, another statement out there. Oh, oh, oh. You'll get a couple birds out there, daughter. Have me that, um, have me what? Chapter. That means to write chapter 12, 18 through 20, daughter of Yahweh. I'm hearing that your microphone is ready to go, so we'll get to closing on that verse. So now we find out. Now, now we're on verse 6 there. Uh, yo, 6 down to verse 8. And you can take it right on into your close. Okay, 6 down to verse 8. Verse 6 says, Prophesize, therefore, concerning the land of Israel, and say unto the mountains and to the hills, to the rivers, to the valleys, thus saith the Yahweh. Behold, I have spoken in my jealousy and in my fury, because ye have borne the shame of the heathen. Seven. Therefore, thus saith the Yahweh, I have lifted up mine hand. Surely the heathen that you are about you, they shall bear their shame. Eight. But ye, O mountains of Israel, you shall shoot forth your branches and yield your fruit unto the people of Israel, for they are at hand to come. Oh, so you say you at hand to come, Elder. So uh, give me that, give me that precept and the closing statement, Elder, and, and 
Ecclesiastes 3, verse 7, and close the same thing. He said, really, children of Israel, the Israelites, y'all ain't hand the cup. But you just got to recognize that you and somebody's fighting you, and you and you don't know you're in a war, but you just think everything is going because they're standing and running with you. According to the Bible, you've been in a war for a long time. That's why they were able to take your land, take your name, and then remove the name Judah and put the name Jew in there, and they cover the Jewish people and say that land blows up since 1948. Now they can bomb everybody from all the way to the Euphrates saying one thing. This land is ours. It's Jewish land. This is Jewish land. You know what I mean? It's Judah's land, but Judah thinks he's African American and Negro. See? He thinks he, and then ones over there, that the Mexican Puerto Ricans, they think they, they, Mexican Puerto Ricans and Hispanics and Cubans and all that. I don't know they get your car and devil on by birth. So there's a lot of work we got to do. So we keep asking you. Do you want to learn truth about this book? Who you really are? How you been got all these pagan slang names? And like you can't find yourself in the Bible. That's why you're doing Christianity in Sunday. Because you don't know who you are. But they tell you, children of Israel, it hand to come. You had hand to come. Now you don't give me that but. What got to happen, Hill? We're looking at you said Ecclesiastes uh, three, three seven. seven. Yeah, three seven. Then give me um, another one verse, and the close thing. Give me uh, Jeremiah one verse ten, and the close thing. Hey, come on. Ecclesiastes chapter three, reading verse number seven says. A time to rent, a time to sow, a time to keep silent, and a time to speak. Jeremiah, mm-hmm. looking at 1, verse 10. Verse number uh-huh. 10 says, See, I have this day set thee over the nation and over the kingdoms to root out and to pull down and to destroy, throw down, to build, and to plant. You see? So this is, we, we in the planning, uh, planning, you're trying to plant you now, to plant you up now, build you back up, and you're trying to, you're still back, we took run away from you, uh, to our tribes of Israel, by giving you a true history through the word of Yahweh. Elder, Elder, you are still tall, Mr. Tills, Israel. What you close and say, man, we'll catch you back Everybody, um, if you want to hear the broadcast, we we take them all and pass out. The other one had a morning at 7 o'clock tomorrow. So now, Ella, what you going to say to me for take number five? Come on. Oh, God well, bless you, Brother Seal, and thank you for bringing me into tonight's broadcast. I bless and thank all the people. Uh, for listening to our broadcast and receiving the words of Yahweh. And as you said in the class in Ecclesiastes chapter three, verse seven, there's a time for all these things and to keep silent and to speak. And that's why in uh, the book of Sharat it tells you answer not before you heard the cause. And neither interrupt men in the midst of their talk. This is the way that we learn. Hallelujah. Yahweh. Get you tomorrow on that uh uh have talk at seven o'clock. 
The book of the book of Psalms, chapter fifty-five, verse twenty through to twenty-three. He hath put mm-hmm. forth his hands against such as be at peace with him. He hath broken his covenant. The words of his mouth were smoother than butter, but war was in his mind. His words were softer than oil, yet were they drawn sword. Verse 22, cast thy burden upon the YHWH Yahweh, and he will sustain you. He shall never suffer the righteous to be moved. Verse 23, but thou, O YHWH Yahweh, Bring them down into the pit of destruction. Bloody and deceitful men shall not live out half their days, but I will trust in you. Hmm. What, 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 what do you call these deceitful men in verse 1 through Bloody and deceitful men. Bloody and deceitful men. You we read exactly how this, this, this man was going to live. Is it? He gonna, he gonna, he gonna live and rule by the sword over there. That's twenty-seven, thirty-seven dollars verse forty. So you should be clear about exactly what he's trying to tell you. That the opportunity gets, he's gonna get you. He said, "Don't forget it." Daughter, clothing statement. Essence, catch your wings tonight at six o'clock. Yeah, daughter, bring your clothing statement. Come out. I'm gonna read this Psalm chapter fifty-two, verse verse four. Four, five, and six. Thou lovest all devouring words, O thou deceitful tongue. Five, Yahweh shall likewise destroy thee forever. He shall take thee away and pluck thee out of thy dwelling place and root thee out of the land of the living. Six, the righteous also shall see and fear and shall laugh at him. Hallelujah. 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 Well, excellent. Excellent. That daughter catch your wings tonight at 6 o'clock. With Mother Dia, I'm being ready. Now, Mother, in, in the book of Isaiah, 34-1-8, and give me that, but you've been holding all day long, that Luke 1, 6-7-4-12. We're going to the 34th chapter. And read some prophecy, mother. From 34th chapter of Isaiah 1 down to verse 8. The three little prophecy verses, mother. And find out about something on the way to find out about something. <laughs> Isaiah. Isaiah 34, 34, 1 down to verse 8. We're going to get one more in the closing statement there, mother. We, yes, yes, ma'am. 34, 1 down to verse 8. He talked to those seers in 700 BC. He tell those seers something. And remember the word I do me is a Greek word for Esau and his five sons. Let's see me tell those fear in 700 BC and 34 1 down to verse 8. Isaiah chapter 34, verses 1 through 8. Verse 1 Come near, you nations, to hear and hearken. Listen, you people, let the earth hear and all that is therein the world, and all things that come forth of it. Verse 2, for the indignation of Yahweh is upon all nations, and his fury upon 
all their armies. He has utterly destroyed them. He has delivered them to the slaughter. Verse 3, their slain also shall be cast out, and their stink shall come up out of their carcass, and the mountains shall be melted with their blood. Verse 4, and all the hosts of heaven shall be dissolved, and and the heavens shall be rolled together as a stroll, and all their hosts shall fall down as the leaf falleth off from the vine, and as a falling fig from the fig tree. Verse 5, For my sword shall be bathed in heaven. Behold, it shall come down upon Adam and Esau, and upon the peoples of my curse to to judgment. Verse 6, the sword of Yahweh is filled with blood. It is made fat with fatness, and with the blood of lambs and goats, with the fat of the kidney of rams. For Yahweh has a sacrifice in, in, in Bozrah, Esau, <clears throat> and a great slaughter in the land of Esau. Verse 7, and the unicorn shall come down with them, and the bullock with the bull, and their land shall be soaked with blood, and their dust made fat with fatness. Verse 8, for it is the day of Yahweh's vengeance and the year of recompense for the controversy of Judah. So all this is about the controversy of Judah. See, Judah, you've been called now, you have lost the name, you've been called Jewish, Jew and Jewish. And all this is about them taking your land and then skinning and grinning, doing things in your land, getting everybody up in your land, and you think you belong to somewhere. So, Mother, let's get the end time prophecy on it, and we'll close it up there. We'll leave Luke out to Wednesday when we get back on it. Let's get the prophecy of Zachary Child K. You do. And the verse of Revelation, pull down the verse 8, then 21 and 23. And we'll close out with that, Mother. Let's close out with the end time prophecy. So, so that's how we, that's how we come on the broadcast, Humble to try to help you get in shape or, and knowing that you're in a war, you don't know who war against you by you not knowing who you are. So the prophecy of it in Revelation 18, verse 4 down to verse 8, and, and 21 to 23, mother, and that's it. we we'll close out and get back on the airways. Most all cast tomorrow on this ball. On this station, but Pat talking to come here, here broadcast by the elder. And Wednesday back on six o'clock. So, mother, we're going to close out in Revelation chapter 18, verse 4 down and verse 8 and 21 and 23. Ain't no closing segment, mother, come up. <clears throat> Revelation chapter 18, verses 4 to 8. And I get to that. 
Okay, Revelation. 21 and 23. Okay, Revelation 18, verse 4. And I heard another voice from heaven saying, come out. Huh? Yeah, verse 4 to 8. 4 to 8. 4 to 8. 21 to 23. Okay. Verse 4, 18-4. And I heard another voice from heaven saying, Come out of her, my people, that you be not partakers of her sin, and that you receive not of her plague. Verse 5. For her sins have reached unto heaven, and Yahweh has remembered her sin. Verse 6. Reward her even as she rewarded you, and and double unto her, double according to her works, in the cup which she has filled, filled to her double, seven. How much she has glorified herself, and lived deliciously, <laughs> like. I always get that message. So much torment and sorrow give her, for she said, her mind, I set a queen, I set a queen, and am no widow, and shall see no sorrow. 